Now, there were times I called on him out of my head and didn't seem like he answered me. But when I called on him out of my heart, wherever I was at, God answered me. He'll answer you when you're driving down the highway. He'll answer you in your jail cell. He'll answer you wherever you are if you earnestly in your heart are calling on the Lord. If you call on him, you will find him. Welcome to the light of the world. And this is Jared G. Martin. A lot of people want to know where God is. Well, God wants to know where you are. He is the one who said, you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. I want you to listen to this message today as we are encouraging you to turn your heart and your mind toward God and let him use your life to fulfill all the things that he wants to fulfill in you. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. The Bible tells us that God is everywhere. I mean, know he's everywhere. And that he's everywhere all at the same time. The good thing is that he can be at your house and my house at the same time. So we can say in one sense that God is always near us. But God, however, has a desire for his people to be close to him. He can be near us and we not really be close to him. When God called the people to himself, it was his intent to have a people he could call his very own. God is looking for a special group of people. He wants his own. He wants his own people. Remember in the book of 2 Chronicles, he says, if my people. How did he know it was his people? He said, they're called by my name. If my people who are called by my name. God always is looking for someone who can be called by his name. I mean, he's just like we are. We are made in his image. Maybe we're just like him. We want those around us to be attracted to us. We want people to like us, to want to be around us. I don't know anybody who says, I just don't want anybody to like me. God is like that. He has his own. So if my people who are called by my name, in fact, he called Abraham out So that Abraham can come in and God could establish through Abraham a people. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And he called indeed a people through Abraham unto himself to call them his own. And God said that you are peculiar. Anybody in here peculiar? Don't look at him and say you you look peculiar to me. So he has a peculiar. That means a, a different people. And God is calling us to be, I'm on a good amen after this. I'm just saying one time, we won't say it no more tonight. God is saying that we, his people, are different. Amen. Oh, that sounded pretty good. We're talking about being different. God says, I want you to be different, and you will be different if you could come a little bit closer to me. And he wants us to come near to him. The Bible encourages us to come near to God. And if we want the favor of God, And we want the blessings of God, and we want the mercies of God in our lives. We're going to need to come near to him, to approach him, and to ask for his blessings, to ask for his favor, and to ask God to move in our lives. He said, come boldly before the throne of grace, didn't he? And you can ask for what you need when you come boldly to him. Now, we cannot come literally any closer or nearer to God than we are now. Not literally, physically. But we can come closer to God spiritually 
in our heart, in our desire, in our obedience to him, we can come closer to him. So if God is everywhere, how can we then come nearer to him? We are encouraged in scripture to do so in the book of James chapter 4, verse 8. James said it this way, come near to God and he will come near to you. And then he gives you some instructions. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Now that we know what to do, the question becomes, how do we do it? How do, I, how do I get closer to God practically? What are some steps to doing that? And the answer is found in that passage. Come near. That means to initiate a desire for intimate fellowship and communion with the living God. I want to initiate. I want to desire. I want to come nearer to him if God is saying, hey, come a little bit closer. Now, there are reasons we do not come closer to God. When we're not walking in holiness and in righteousness, we don't have a desire to come as close to God as we are when we're walking in holiness and righteousness. We have a righteous, godly fear and reverence of God. Just like your children, when they're messing up, they don't want to come up close to you. Do they? You have to say, now come here. Sometimes, some of them, we got to run and catch them. <laughs> and that's what God has to do to some of us. God say, come here. We say, no, I'm not coming because we've been messing up. But when our heart is right and when we've been obedient to God, we have a desire to be closer to God. Salvation involves submitting to God, but also salvation brings with it the desire for a true relationship with the Lord. Remember when you got saved, somebody been saved in here 20 years, 10 years, 5 years. When you got saved, you had a desire and a passion in your heart for the things of God that you did not have prior to your getting saved. Is that what happened to you? If you didn't have any desire after you got saved, you felt the same way that you did before you got saved, you might want to check your credentials and see if you actually got saved. But when, when you are saved, when you are born again, that means something happened in your life. There has been a change in your life. They may not have had it quite accurate when they said, I, I looked at my hands and my hands looked new. That's when I, when I got religion. And I looked at my feet, my feet did too. What they were saying, that there was something that changed. I had a new outlook, and I had a new perspective, and I had a new desire, and I had a new interest. That Bible that sat on your coffee table for years, not being moved except to dust it, now had meaning in it when you opened those pages, and you were interested in finding out what God said on the pages. Salvation brings a desire. Come closer, he says. Draw near to God. That means don't keep your distance from the Lord. Open the door of your heart and your life and invite him in to every room of your life. Invite God into every room. Don't keep him in the living room. The only people we keep in the living room are those we're not that close to. Then when he first visit, you let him in the living room and says, may I have a glass of water? And then you... You go to the refrigerator and you said, I get it for you. You know, when they've, their relationship has grown and you become closer and they've come over about 20, 30 times and they said, I'd like some water. You say, well, go get it yourself. You can go in the refrigerator. You can go in there in the kitchen and get it because we, we're growing in our relationship and we're getting close enough for you to come that frequently. And so you get more liberties in my life and you get more access. 
So God is looking for access in our lives in every area because we have visited with him often and regularly. One of the primary functions of the Old Testament priest was to come near to God and consecrate themselves before they could stand on behalf of the people before God. Before they could go in and and access God and pray to God for the people, the priests had to consecrate themselves and cleanse themselves before they could go into the presence of the Lord. That was a picture of how God wants us to be before we come into his presence. He doesn't want us necessarily to go out and and have a literal physical uh, cleansing or a purification uh, rites or washing, but he does want our hearts to be washed and our minds to be washed and our spirits to be washed as we come before his presence. God says, come near to me, but you can't come near to me any kind of way. Come near to me, but you can't come anyway. Remember, God used to walk, the Bible tells us in Genesis, with Adam in the cool of the day. And God would sit down and talk to Adam and walk with Adam. And they would have conversation. But when Adam sinned and God came around, he had to find him. Adam, where are you? Why aren't we fellowshipping like we used to fellowship? First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, David is giving some instructions to his son Solomon. First Chronicles 28, verse 9, it says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your fathers and serve him with wholehearted devotion and a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. Isn't that something? God is searching every heart and he understands every motive behind every thought. So if we're going to fool somebody, don't try it out on God. You know, I said a couple of weeks ago that the statistics says that the people are fooling the pastors because the pastors think they're more holy and more godly than, than the people say they are themselves. So you can do a pretty good job fooling the pastors, but God um, searches every heart, understands every motive behind the thoughts. And here's what David told his son Solomon, if you seek him, that's the conditional. If you seek him, he will be found by you. God is not hiding from folk. God is not so mysterious. He's not a God who says, I'm playing hide and go see with you. You want my blessings? You want me to be in your life? You got to find me and you got to go through some kind of a search mission to find me. God says, if you seek me, you will find me. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. So if you don't seek him, you won't find him. But if you seek him, and that's everybody, that's God, that's inclusive of everybody, anyone who seeks the Lord. doesn't matter what denomination you're in, doesn't matter what uh, your background is, doesn't matter what your social economic uh, status is. If you seek him, you will find him. You don't even have to have a Bible and you just seek him, you'll find him. I read a story once uh, of a young man in in a communist nation Somebody had taken a Bible uh, and torn it into just bits and pieces. And he found one little piece of one little scripture. And he held on to that scripture and found the Lord. <laughs> That's all the Bible he had carried around with him. That's just one little piece of it. So if you're looking for him, you'll find him. So Solomon is instructed by his father David that he says, if I don't tell you anything else, let me tell you this. 
Acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and a willing mind. Wholehearted devotion and a willing mind. If we're going to walk in holiness, we have to have a willing mind. It has to be on our agenda. Do we even think about living a holy life, walking in holiness, walking in righteousness? We have to have a desire to do that even before we do it. Here's what David said in Psalms 145, 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfilled the desires of those who fear him, and he hears their cries and saves them. Here's James telling us that we can draw near to God, he'll draw near to us, and the Scriptures is telling us that it's not a problem, there's not a barrier, there's not an obstacle for us to get to God. If we would just have a desire in our heart to come near him, we can find him and we have access to him. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281 441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.